We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 10 Things with former Chiefs reporter B.J. Kissel, giving you all the stats, stories, rankings, and records you can handle for the next 30 minutes. 10 Things is presented by Kansas City Strength and Conditioning. For the baseball or softball player you know who is looking to get better, call KC Strength and Conditioning. This is what they do. And now, let's go to B.J. Kissel for the latest installment of 10 Things. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? I'm BJ Kissel. Thanks for tuning into this special live episode of 10 Things presented by my friends at KC Strength and Conditioning. If you know somebody who needs baseball or softball training ages 8 to 18 in the Kansas City area, call my friend John Renzi at 913-638-8960. They sent hundreds of players to college and to the pros. They know what they're doing, and they'll treat you the right way. That's KC Strength and Conditioning. Again, give my friend John a call. All right, this show right here, it's called 10 Things. It's actually going to be 23 things today. Uh, It's generally been 12 to 15, uh, but this one, a lot of good uh, stats, records, nuggets, a lot of fun takeaways from that Chiefs win yesterday on Saturday against the Las Vegas Raiders. These are fun little nuggets to help you look smarter to your friends. A lot of this information is going to sway towards the positives, just so you know. Uh, A lot of this information comes uh, on behalf of Chiefs Communications and the PR team and the post-game notes that they put out. They do a phenomenal job keeping track of a lot of these things, and uh, the Chiefs on both sides of the ball uh, have done a lot this season to give them a lot of things to look up as far as – you know, historical paces and historical records that they're on. But we appreciate everybody for hanging out, whether you're watching again live on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast at audio after the fact. We appreciate you for hanging out. And with all that said, here are 10, or excuse me, 23 things from Saturday's win over the Raiders to help us not normalize the greatness that we've been watching uh, right here in the golden age of Chiefs football. It's never been better. Here's more context to prove it. Number one, let's start with the fact that the Chiefs secured the AFC's number one seed with that victory, which means they will have a first round bye and will play all of their games at Arrowhead in the playoffs, except in the case that they'd face the Buffalo Bills in the AFC championship game. And that would be played at a neutral site that has not yet been announced, other than the fact that we know that it won't be in Indianapolis. All right, but the AFC playoff field is now set since they finished up the AFC games that were determining the records. And from 
order in order of their seed here is one through seven chiefs again with the one seed the buffalo bills at number two the cincinnati Bengals with the three seed jacksonville jaguars have the four seed and then the la chargers just saw on social media that mike williams the star receiver for the la chargers uh left the game early with a back injury did not seem like it was something that was a small deal uh and so a lot of at least initial criticism of brandon staley i uh, really interested to see how that one plays out but that's going to change some things for the Chargers. they get ready for their wild card game next week but uh they have the five seed and then the baltimore ravens at six and the miami dolphins have the seven seed so the chiefs will be hosting in the divisional round after their bye, the lowest remaining seed after wildcard weekend. So it'll either be the Dolphins, Ravens, Chargers, or Jags. One of those four teams will be the Chiefs' first opponent for the playoffs. All right, let's move on to number two, and that's the fact that the Chiefs tied a franchise record with their 14th win uh, with Saturday's 31-13 victory over the Las Vegas Raiders out there in the desert. The Chiefs tallied their 14th win of the season, marks the second time in France franchise history that the Chiefs posted a 14-win season, joining the club's 14-2 and season back before they expanded to 17 regular season games, and that was in 2020. You look at some of the other big-time seasons as far as uh, regular season wins the Chiefs have had, uh, three different times they had 13 wins in the regular season in 1995, 1997, and 2003. And you look at the number of times they've had 12 wins. It's basically like an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes fest, uh, including 2016 uh, before he's out there. But 2018, 2019, 2021, and then going back to 1968, uh, the Chiefs also had 12 regular season wins. So great to see that. And again, appreciate everybody uh, hanging out. I'm going to try to do my best. I'm producing and hosting at the same time. So appreciate everybody hanging out. Let me know in the uh, comment section what you think about some of these stats some of these records the different things that we're talking about right now but let's move on to number three that's the fact that the Chiefs uh, went undefeated in the AFC West and it was the first time since 2019 so it's only been a few years that the Chiefs won every matchup against their AFC West opponents going 6-0 and for the 2022 season it's the third time that Chiefs have gone undefeated against the AFC West since head coach Andy Reid arrived 10 years ago is his 10th season back in 2013. So uh, pretty impressive for the Chiefs to go undefeated against the division in which there were a lot of analysts out there nationally that uh, thought that any one of the Broncos, Raiders, or Chargers was were going to take down uh, the Chiefs. And not only did that not happen, the Chiefs continued to dominate like we've seen them do uh, pretty much since Andy Reid arrived in Kansas city based on a lot of these numbers. Uh, but again, if you're ha hanging out on YouTube, please hit that like, and subscribe, turn those notifications on. We'll have plenty of content even throughout the bye week uh, We'll have plenty of content here at KC sports network and appreciate all your support. Um, all right, let's move on to number four. The chiefs close out the season on a winning streak. Saturday's win in Las Vegas marked Kansas city's fifth consecutive win, tying the fourth longest winning streak to end the season in franchise history. Under Andy Reid, the Chiefs have had winning streaks of 10 games to close out a season. That was back in 2015. Six games, which was in 2019. Five games, which was obviously this season in 2022. And then four games to conclude the regular season 
in 2017 and 2018. So uh, great to see, obviously, the team. I wouldn't say the wins before this one necessarily were going to inspire a lot of confidence in this team going into the playoffs, but we wanted to see them put together a complete game, all three phases. I feel like we saw that against the Raiders. We talked about it on the postgame show uh, with Matt Craig and Kent last night, but uh, all three phases really stepped up. We saw the defense got their six sacks, and we'll have more on this here in a little bit. Uh, saw the special team, saw Harrison Butker hit all four of his extra points and his uh, and his one field goal. So that was great to see. And then obviously the offense, uh, Patrick Mahomes spreading the ball around eight different guys, caught a pass, I believe, in the first half. Uh, and then they kind of I think they kind of throttled down uh, going into the second half. Didn't really light it up after that, but didn't really need to. Uh, and so that was great to see. Let's move on to number five. And that is the fact that the offense and I talked about this going into this game that the chiefs offense set a new franchise record for 300 yard games uh, with 349 net yards of offense against the Raiders. The Chiefs set a new franchise record for most games with 300 or more net offensive yards in a single season in team history with 16, 300 yard performances with there only being 17 regular season season games. The only game in which the chiefs offense did not have 300 total yards was against Seattle. Obviously still won the game finished with 297 yards. And so a lot's made about Patrick Mahomes for good reason and Travis Kelsey and what we've seen from Jarek McKinnon lately uh, and his ability and Patrick Mahomes ability to spread the ball around to different guys. But the offense's ability week in and week out to perform at such a high level uh, and people have not liked us talking about Tyreek Hill and the fact he's not here anymore. Context needs to be given because of how how many people out there thought there was going to be some sort of a regression. Not only that, Patrick Mahomes went out and pretty much solidified the MVP award. uh, And now he will be the youngest. He'll be the first quarterback in NFL history uh, under the age of 30 or before the age of 30 to have two MVPs and a Super Bowl MVP. That is crazy to think about. And he's 27 years old and no other quarterback in NFL history. Again, two MVPs and a Super Bowl MVP before their 30th birthday. And he did it with what, two and a half years to spare. Uh, so very, very impressive uh, for what we've seen. And obviously the offense in general has been clicking and that has been phenomenal to see, especially again, it was supposed to be a down year. All right. Number six of our 23 things that stood out following the win over the Raiders. And that is the chiefs defense climbs into the top five for quarterback takedowns. This one is, is fun to talk about because of how much this offseason we talked about how the pass rush needed to be better. The chiefs needed to bring down opposing quarterbacks more uh, than they had. Uh, And with six sacks against the Raiders on Saturday, uh, the 2022 Chiefs recorded 55 sacks as a team, moving into second place for most sacks in a single season in team history. And I'm going to repeat that again, because this was a team last year that finished 29th in the NFL, I believe, with 31 sacks as a team. Uh, And they got 55 this year, and it's the second most they've ever had in team history in a single season. Uh, the only time they had more sacks was when they had 60 sacks back in 1990, Derek Thomas's second season in the league where he just absolutely went off as one of the best pass rushers in NFL history. Uh, but uh, this group, a lot of guys chipped in, obviously Chris Jones led the way and we'll have more on Chris here in just a little bit. Um, but unbelievable performance. Let me know in the comments if you're watching this on live on YouTube of how impressed you guys have been uh, in general with the Chiefs defense, their ability to bring down opposing quarterbacks. No, it can always be better, but there were a lot of um, conversations, a lot of things said about how they needed to fix it. And they went out and they got Carlos Dunlap. Uh, Frank Clark changed his body. He came back motivated. Uh, Chris Jones obviously played like a defensive player of the year candidate. And then George Karloftis, obviously using a first round pick uh, to, to, 
add to that. Uh, Mike Dana's development, Colin Saunders' development. Uh, it's really been a lot of different guys. I know Steve Spagnuolo is going to be uh, aggressive. He's going to blitz. He's going to send extra guys. But uh, it's been a, a great team performance in that regard of bringing down opposing quarterbacks, getting those negative plays uh, to help out this season. All right, number seven. With 231 yards of offense in Saturday's game against the Raiders, it was 202 yards passing, 29 yards rushing. Patrick Mahomes set a new NFL record for the most offensive yards in a season by a quarterback with 5,614. Uh, Mahomes passed quarterback Drew Brees' previous mark of 5,562 yards from the 2011 season. Mahomes, Mahomes finished the season with 5,214. 50 passing yards, 358 rushing yards, and six receiving yards. Pretty impressive uh, with the six receiving yards. Make sure we get that in there. But, uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes now most yards combined rushing plus passing by a quarterback in NFL history. Again, not bad for a player that uh, one rival in the AFC West named Keenan Allen had tweeted out that some guys are going to get exposed right after Tyreek Hill was traded, um, kind of firing at, uh, at Patrick Mahomes and all Patrick Mahomes did was go out and have another one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a quarterback in NFL history. So not bad. All right. Number eight, Patrick Mahomes sets new mark for passing yards with a 67 yard completion to wide receiver, Justin Watson on his first pass of the game, which was awesome. By the way, everybody just kind of like, this is the start that we wanted to see uh, against these guys, but Patrick Mahomes broke his own franchise record for most passing yards in a season. And now has, as I mentioned before, 5,250 passing yards in 2022 ranks as the fourth most in a single season in NFL history. Uh, so again, Patrick Mahomes, when you look at the, <laughs> the top five seasons by a quarterback for passing yards in franchise history. It's Patrick Mahomes from 2022. Then it's Patrick Mahomes in 2018. And then it's Patrick Mahomes in 2021. And then it's Patrick Mahomes from 2020. And then there's Trent green, our guy, Trent at 4,591 passing yards back in 2004. But again, nationally or uh, excuse me, NFL record book among all teams, fourth best individual passing yardage season uh, by a quarterback in NFL history by Patrick Mahomes in 2022. The only more, only three guys in three seasons that have had more Tom Brady uh, last season in 2021 had 5,316 yards. Drew Brees in 2011, the season that we talked about Mahomes um, just breaking when you added in the rushing yards, but Drew Brees had 5,476 passing yards of that season. And then number one, that Peyton Manning season back in 2013, 5,477 passing yards. Again, Patrick Mahomes with the fourth most passing yards in a single season in NFL history. All right, now we're going to take a quick break and a uh, little nugget here and a little uh, ad read thanks to our friends over at DraftKings. The NFL playoff picture is locked in and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place a NFL bet of your choice and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Personally, I'll be paying attention to that Buffalo Miami wildcard game. Can you imagine Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins coming to Arrowhead for the divisional round? I know it's not likely. The Bills are most likely a better team. They're going to probably win that game. But, man, that'd be fun. First playoff game at Arrowhead, have Tyreek Hill come back. 
Uh, that would be a fun thing, and especially not knowing the Tua situation of Skylar Thompson as a K-State guy. It'd be pretty cool to see him come back uh, as a Kansas City kid uh, and play in that game. So I'll be rooting for the Dolphins a little bit um, just because I think that would be fun. But, yeah, I think there's a there's a collision course of of Buffalo and Kansas City. And, yeah, at the neutral field, that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code KCSN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, let's move on to number nine now, and that is that uh, Travis Kelsey set uh, reception mark with six receptions for 38 yards in Saturday's game. Tight end Travis Kelsey established a new single season career high with 110 receptions. That moves Kelsey into second place in franchise history for most receptions in a single season, trailing Tyree kills 111 receptions from a few seasons ago is the only one with more. It's also a new franchise record for most catches by a tight end in a single season, besting his old franchise record of 105 receptions from a couple years ago in 2020. Now this productivity isn't new to the tight end. Kelsey now has tied his own franchise record for most pass receptions in consecutive seasons with 202 moving on to number 10. Also Travis Kelsey, he nears Shannon Sharp in the record books. Kelsey approached pro football hall of fi- Hall of Fame tight end Shannon Sharp for the fourth most receptions by a tight end in NFL history. Kelsey's six receptions tonight brought his career total to 814 receptions, one shy of tying Sharp, but still good for fifth overall in the NFL record books. Been saying it before, been saying it a lot that Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end to ever live. And it's only a matter of how long does he play before he starts shattering all of these records because he's already in that conversation. When you look at these stats, uh, he was already in, in my opinion, that conversation a couple of years ago, but uh, for him to uh, be 
at this level playing the way that he is. Uh, I hope he continues to play for a very long time. It'll be fun to watch him continue to shatter these record books and be up there in that conversation with the greatest to ever do it. Guys like Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten, Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp, Rob Gronkowski, uh, who's not in the top five of most receptions in a career by a tight end, but we know he's in that conversation. Uh, let's move on to number 11. It's also Travis Kelsey. Uh, then he moves up the receiving yard record books. Kelsey recorded 38 yards receiving on Saturday, giving him 1,338 receiving yards this season. That moves him into second in Chiefs annals for the most receiving yards in a season by a tight end. He bested his 2018 number of 1336 uh, and is only second to his own franchise record of 1,416 yards from 2020. His performance this season also puts him fourth Overall, amongst NFL tight ends for most receiving yards in a single season, the guy just continues to get it done and play at a very, very high level. And the fact that he is a phenomenal dude just makes it that much better. So let's move on to number 12. The Chief McKinnon stays hot. The Chiefs opening drive this afternoon ended with running back Jarek McKinnon's touchdown reception. Chiefs Kingdom has seen a Mahomes-McKinnon connection nine times this season, an NFL best this season for receiving touchdowns by a running back. McKinnon's nine receiving touchdowns is tied for third most among running backs all time in league history. The touchdown reception on the first drive marks McKinnon's sixth straight game with a touchdown reception, tying teammate tight end Travis Kelsey for the second longest streak of consecutive games with a touchdown down reception in franchise history mckinnon finished the contest with six rushing yards on two carries and two receptions with the one touchdown again most receiving touchdowns by a running back in 2022 jarek mckinnon not only leads the nfl he leaves he almost doubles uh second place he's got nine tied for second or two guys it's austin eckler from the la chargers with five and aaron jones from the green bay packers also with five and then there's three guys tied for fourth with four receiving touchdowns from the running back position. It's Dontrell Hilliard from the Tennessee Titans, Christian McCaffrey, who's with Carolina and now the 49ers, and Samaje Pirine um, from the Cincinnati Bengals. So we saw him step up and play really well in that matchup against the Chiefs earlier this season. Uh, but when you look across the NFL uh, in most receiving touchdowns by a running back in NFL history, uh, then you start bringing up some names, some guys from the past, uh, the most receiving touchdowns by a running back in NFL history uh, is blood McNally from green Bay in 1931, a little before Casey sports networks time. Uh, but blood McNally had 11 receiving touchdowns by a running back back in 1931 and number two, Billy Cannon from Oakland in 1967, he had 10. And then there's a bunch of dudes with nine, including Jarek McKinnon, but you're talking about Bill Brown from Minnesota from 1964, uh, Billy Cannon again, this time with Houston, uh, 1961, Marshall Falk uh, in St. Louis in 2001 with the greatest show on turf, Chuck Foreman, Minnesota, 1975, Leroy Horde, Cleveland, 1991, and Lenny Moore from Baltimore back in 1960. Uh, so not besides Marshall Falk, uh, nobody else within the last 30 years. I do some quick math. Uh, that's caught as many touchdowns for a running back as what we saw from Jarek McKinnon this year. So we know it was special. Uh, give credit to the offensive line because a lot of these are, um, you know, the screen game and Andy Reid's ability to call and call the screens at the right time, the spacing, the timing, the ability for the offensive line to get everything right. Like there's a lot that goes into this. McKinnon should get all the credit in the world for reading it, doing the plays. But uh, when you talk about a lot of the success that he's had, uh, catching the ball, a lot of it has been because the design of the plays, the execution of the plays is just 
perfection. And it's a whole lot of fun to watch. All right, let's move on to number 13. And that is that uh, in the second quarter of Saturday's game against the Raiders, running back Ronald Jones rumbled into the end zone for a two-yard touchdown. It gave Jones his first rushing touchdown of the season and the 19th rushing touchdown of his career. Jones finished Saturday's game with 10 rushing attempts for 45 yards and one touchdown, a high for him both for rushes and yardage as a member of the Chiefs. So nice to see Ronald Jones get in there and get in the mix. Knew he was going to be motivated when he did get the ball and uh, did not disappoint there. All right, number 14, running back Isaiah Pacheco reached the end zone on a one-yard carry in the fourth quarter of Saturday's game. Pacheco now owns five rushing touchdowns during his rookie campaign. Pacheco's eight carries for 64 yards moves him into fifth place in the Chiefs record book for most rushing yards by a rookie in a season with 830 total rushing yards. So phenomenal start for the seventh round rookie. Again, 830 yards, not bad uh, among rookies. The only four rookie running backs in Chiefs history to have more yards. Robert Holmes at 866 back in 1968. Abner Haynes, member of the Chiefs Ring of Honor, 18 or excuse me, 875 yards back in 1960. Uh, the legend Joe Delaney, uh, his record-breaking AFC Rookie of the Year. Uh, campaign in 1981 where he had 1,121 yards and then Kareem Hunt's unbelievable rookie year in which he had 1,327 yards rushing back in 2017. All right, let's move on to number five. And again, appreciate everybody for hanging out, whether you're watching on YouTube during this live part of the show, or if you're hanging out, listening to the podcast audio afterwards, we appreciate you for spending part of your day with us again, please follow us on those platforms that you're at. We've got a lot more content. We try to space it out as best we can with all the different shows that we have. They're all a little bit different from each other. Uh, I know we put a lot of content out, but we appreciate uh, you finding the ones that you like and then listening to those each week. We appreciate your support. And if you are watching on YouTube, let us, let me know which of these stats or which of these little nuggets you guys like the best. Because uh, I've got mine in the back of my mind, the ones that just kind of jump out to me. Uh, but let me know in the comment section. We'll bring some of those up here towards the end of the show uh, and react to your questions or comments as best I can since I'm a, I'm a one-man show right now getting this done. So, all right, number 15, Juju Smith-Schuster registers the second-best season of his career. He had 35 receiving yards in Saturday's victory over the Raiders, bringing his receiving yard total to 933 yards on the year. That was the second-highest receiving yard total of his career, second only to his 1,426 yards that he had back in 2018 with the Steelers and topping his rookie season of 917 yards back in 2017. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of people out there, at least from what I've seen, that uh, have anything critical to say of what we saw from Juju Smith-Suster this season. Uh, I think he should be extended. I feel like that should be done very quickly. You look at the you know the free agent market. Um, he's going to have some leverage. It's not a lot of it's not a great free agent market for wide receivers, which means there's going to be a demand. Uh, hopefully, they can get something done. It seems like he loves being here. Uh, as far as what he said publicly, don't always know if that if there's other stuff or if he really really wants to stay here and and basically become you know a legend to work with Patrick Mahomes and the numbers that they're going to put up uh, and what we're going to see from Patrick Mahomes in this group. But I'd love to see Juju Smith-Schuster back again. We talked about it when the Kadarius-Tony trade came down that the only wide receivers under contract for the Chiefs beyond this year now are Kadarius-Tony, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Sky Moore. That's it. Besides, in the talk about like Justin Ross. I know that always comes up with people uh, when this is talked about, but – uh, not a lot of guys. McCall Hardman is a free agent. Obviously, Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent. Justin Watson uh, being a free agent. So um, 
it's an area that we're going to see them sign some guys and Juju Smith-Schuster. It makes too much sense for him not to come back. Hopefully they can get the numbers figured out because he is due for a nice payday because uh, of the leverage that he has uh, and the timing. So uh, a good time for, for Juju to have a good season. That's exactly what we saw from him. All right, let's go on to number 16. Safety, Juan Thornhill picked off Raiders quarterback Jared Stidham in the first quarter. It marks Thornhill's, Thornhill's third interception of the season, tying his single-season career high. Thornhill now has eight career interceptions, and he finished the game with seven tackles, four of which were solo, one tackle for loss, and one pass defensed. I had made the case uh, earlier last week that, you know, we were talking through on outside the trenches, which players do you want to see step up? And the two guys had mentioned one on each side of the ball, Kadarius, Tony want to see him step up and stay healthy. feel like he adds something. And we saw it in this game. He adds a skill set and an ability to make guys miss with his creative as Andy Reid gets with his play calls that that skill set within this offense might not be for like 170 yards or, um, you know, those huge numbers in that kind of regard, but he's got the 30, 40 yards he gets are going to be pretty electric. And it, probably going to come at a time in which it's needed the most because so much is put on Patrick Mahomes hands and ability to make plays, whether it's within the structure of the play or out of the structure of the play, when you can just give the ball to an athlete like Kadarius Tony, and he can make some stuff happen to pick up six, seven, maybe 10, 12 yards uh, that most other athletes in the NFL is crazy. And as alien, like as all these guys are for him to be able to do what he does athletically, I just feel like adds so much, but on the defensive side for me, it was Juan Thornhill. Uh, we know he's got the instincts. We know he's got the playmaking ability. We've seen it from him before. It was the deal for him coming out of college. Um, didn't see it earlier in the year in the way in which that a lot of us um, expected. And so for him to step up and basically quarterback Jared Sidham staring down the receiver to see Thornhill go over, see that, trust his eyes, and go over there and make a play. It's exactly what you want to see from these DBs. Uh, I think I was talking about Craig Stout on the postgame show that he said it was the best game, the two safeties for the Chiefs, Justin Reed, Juan Thornhill, best game of their career or best game of their season for that duo, which is what you want to see going into the playoffs when you know you're going to have to face teams at some point, whether it's the Bengals, the Bills, these guys that can throw the football around. They've got stud receivers everywhere. You need your defensive backs and your safeties in particular playing at the level that we saw Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill play at yesterday uh, against the Raiders. All right, move on to number 17. Speaking of young guys stepping up, Mike Dana records a pair of sacks and fumbles in Saturday's 31 13 victory. Mike Dana forced a pair of strip sack fumbles on Raiders quarterback, Jared Stidham. The first strip sack came in the second quarter and was recovered by George Karloftis marking George Karloftis second fumble recovery of the season. Dana forced a second sack strip fumble in the fourth quarter. Dana has forced a total of four fumbles in his career and has never had multiple forced fumbles in a game. Saturday's pair of sacks also marked uh, Dana's first multi-sack game since week 11 at the Chargers. And on top of the pair of strip sack, Dana recorded three tackles, two solo, and two quarterback pressures. So between Colin Saunders, Mike Dana, George Karloftis, Carlos Dunlap's got in the mix. There's a lot of guys for the Chiefs. Mentioned it earlier in the show. A lot of guys on the Chiefs defensive front that's getting after the quarterback you don't it's always great to have that one dominant player but if you have guys that can mix up and step up in that rotation uh it adds so much more to what the defense can do plus we know spags loves to get um uh after the quarterback he loves to bring pressure all the zero especially get in the red zone you know always send in the house and get those negative plays all right let's move on to number 19 and that is nick bolton soars to new heights with 16 tackles on saturday nick bolton accumulated 180 tackles 
climbing the Chiefs leaderboard for most tackles in a single season. Besting linebacker Derek Johnson, the GOAT, the all-time leading tackler for the Chiefs, that Derek Johnson, and his previous fan- franchise record of 179 tackles back in 2011. It also marked uh, excuse me, it also marked Bolton's 10th game of the season with 10 or more tackles, uh, which is a franchise best. Bolton now owns the third most 10 or more tackle games in franchise history with 13, while Jacksonville plays on Saturday. Um, we saw Foye Olukan, um actually lead the league in tackles uh, because of a strong fourth quarter. Nick Bolton there for at least maybe 20 minutes was the NFL leader in tackles. Uh, so pour one out for anybody that's like myself that had a bet on Nick Bolton to lead the league in tackles would have netted me about $900. Uh, but they had to, he had to make like seven tackles in the fourth quarter uh, to get that done. I'm a little upset about it. So sorry if you're dealing with me going through it right now, but that would have been a nice, nice little bonus uh, for Nick Bolton to lead the league in tackles and uh, from a bank account, that would have been nice. Um, but still a fantastic season from Nick Bolton. And it was pretty cool after the game uh, for anybody who's on social media. Again, we just go through again, Nick Bolton beating or besting Derek Johnson's Derek Johnson's previous uh, franchise record for most tackles in a season uh, that uh, Derek Johnson came out and said on Twitter and tagged uh, Nick Bolton said, congrats at Nick Bolton too on breaking my single season record. I've been watching you all season long bro. Not surprised at all. Love the way you stay alive to be a part of almost every play. Hashtag chiefs kingdom, hashtag baller, hashtag next up. And if you haven't watched <laughs> the weekly videos that we have that Craig Stout, Mike DeVito, and that same Derek Johnson break down our defense each week. They've spent a lot of time each week talking about Nick Bolton and breaking down the plays. And to hear Derek Johnson wax poetic on a young linebacker the way that he have, I think it's just been a phenomenal thing uh, for us on our network. Uh, I think it's phenomenal content, so make sure you check that out. Again, only on the KC Sports Network YouTube page, so go ahead and hit that like and subscribe so you don't miss great content just like that. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, let's move on to number 20, and that is Chris Jones ties a career-high sack number. Defensive end Chris Jones brought his sack total to 15.5 Saturday after he recorded 2.5 sacks in the game. Great way for him to finish up his regular season. Chris Jones dropped Raiders quarterback Jared Stidham in the first quarter of Saturday's matchup for a 7-yard loss. Rookie defensive end George Karloftis and Jones were able to find Stidham again for a half sack in the second quarter, while Jones then took down Stidham for the final time in the fourth quarter. Jones 15 and a half sacks ties his single season career high back in 2018 while the other teams still have to finish week week 18 at the time at which this was done and the time that we're recording uh, Jones ended the game with five tackles, three solo six quarterback pressures and two tackles for loss to go with the two and a half sacks. Again, Micah Parsons likely or Nick Bosa likely going to be the defensive player of the year. They're both in that conversation, both edge rushers, not defensive tackles like Chris Jones, Uh, but Chris Jones again, tied for third, uh, for the most sacks in a season uh, or for the 2022 season. Nick Bosa leads the NFL with 17 and a half sacks. Hassan Reddick with 16 sacks for the Eagles player. I loved coming out of temple a few years ago and then tied with Chris Jones is the Patriots, Matthew Judon, uh, one of the big prize free agents uh, that they had signed um, up there in new England. So a uh, phenomenal season from Chris Jones. Uh, but as we've talked about before, and Chris has talked about publicly, um, you know, 
guys at his level, it, the legacy and the way people talk about him is how he's going to perform over hopefully his next three games. It's a three game season for the chiefs. They win three games. They've got another ring on their finger. Uh, and that's only going to happen if Chris Jones continues to play at the level that we've seen this season. And particularly the way that we saw him get after it against the Raiders. Uh, we need him to step up and make big time plays. Cause uh, that's what guys with his kind of ability need to do in the playoffs. And, uh, those are that'll be a lot of how he's remembered is how he performs in the biggest of moments, and those moments are coming. All right, let's move on to number twenty-one. We've got three left. Number twenty-one, George Karloftis jo- joins Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith with seventeen starts as a rookie. With his start on Saturday, Karloftis tied teammates Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith for the most starts by a rookie with seventeen. With the NFL expanding to seventeen regular games last year in twenty twenty-one, Humphrey, Smith, and Karloftis are the only three for the chiefs to accomplish that feat. Not something I pay a ton of attention to with starts because it depends on packages and uh, are you in dime? Are you in nickel? Are you, what, what, what's the offense in? Where are you in? And so with starts, especially on the defensive side, it has so much to do with the package that they're in. Hadn't really paid attention to the fact that Jordan Karloftis had been out there for the first defensive snap of every game and got that start. So awesome for him. And especially it adds more context to how impressive uh, the fact that he had what six sacks in his last seven games at a time in which a lot of people think that like rookie walls, like they're going to hit that rookie wall late in the season, playing more football than they have just being an absolute grind for these guys, the way that he kind of powered through it uh, and athletically and physically was still able to perform at not just a level to keep him on the field, but keep him on the field and having him excel in ways that uh, uh, we didn't necessarily see earlier in the season where, as he even said, uh, to the media this week felt like he missed some layups uh, to get some more sacks, but finishing with six, uh, not bad for George Karloftis as he's in the top five for rookies. And actually that's what number 22 is. And Karloftis recorded his sixth sack of the season in the second quarter of Saturday's game against the Raiders, taking down Jared Stidham for a loss of seven yards along with defensive end, Chris Jones. Originally I was listed as a full sack uh, for George Karloftis and then changed to a half sack. Uh, but just four plays later, Karloftis received or excuse me, recovered a forced fumble caused by Mike Dana um, with 17 seconds left in the half. That was a big time play in that moment. Uh, Karloftis' half sack broke his tie with Justin Houston for fifth place in the Chiefs record book for most sacks by a, in a season by a rookie with six. I personally have already stated that as the person that was very vocal about thinking that George Karloftis was going to break Derek Thomas's rookie sack record of 10 that was set back in 1989, I am counting playoff games for these because it just means more kind of like the sec just means more to get sacks in the playoffs so george karloftis can get four sacks in three postseason games i'm gonna go ahead and just say that that counts uh for um the perch that i was standing on and yelling uh at the beginning of the season about george karloftis but been a phenomenal season from him either way uh he's third in the nfl among uh sacks by rookies trailing only aiden hutchinson and james houston who both played for the lions and then i believe he's second in overall quarterback pressures so he's been on the field he's been producing it's been a great season for him and the entire the rest of the rookie class uh, another guy that's had a great season in terms of uh punting um you know it's been kind of a hot topic around Kansas city uh, with the holding stuff. But when Tommy Townsend puts his foot on the ball, uh, it goes a very long ways in a way that it had never happened uh, in chiefs franchise history is he set franchise mark for punting average and net average as Tommy Townsend also landed 62 punts inside the 20 yard line in his career. Um, So far Townsend is currently tied for third in most punts inside the 20 in chiefs history. Townsend has punted 53 times this season for a total of 2,672 yards 
averaging 50.42 yards per punt. That mark of 50.42 yards per punt puts him in first place in the Chiefs record book for highest punting average in a single season. And not just that, broke the record by several yards. Um, The second, third, fourth, and fifth best marks for highest punting average in a season were all Dustin Colquitt from 2011, 2012, 2013, 2015. It's all Dustin Colquitt, and it's between 45.7 yards, which was good for fifth place, which was back in 2015, all the way to second place was 46.83 so only one yard um on average changing or being the difference between second place and fifth place 46.8 is in second tommy townsend bested that by basically three and a half yards at 50.42 yards per punt and then when you look at net punting average tommy townsend also best in franchise history this season at 45.58, which is more than four yards better than second place, which was Dustin Colquitt back in 2017. Uh, as Dustin Colquitt owns the second, third, the two that are tied for fourth, and the sixth uh, best highest net punting average for a punter. So phenomenal season that we've seen from Tommy Townsend punting the football. Great to see. And then again, talk about all three phases needing to step up. We saw that with Harrison Butker and uh, that battery of James Winchester, Tommy Townsend, Harrison Butker got all four of their extra points, got their field goal uh, in that game on Saturday against the Raiders. Exactly what you want to see again. So as I mentioned off the top of the show, uh, great to see all three phases playing well, the punting, the kicking, the defense getting after the quarterback, the offense being efficient, different guys getting involved. We saw Justin Watson, obviously with the big play uh, actually led the team in uh, receiving yards in this game, which, uh, I thought it was pretty impressive that you can feel so good about a performance by the Chiefs offense and Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling combined for only 100 receiving yards. Travis Kelsey was second on the Chiefs in receiving yards in this game on Saturday, and he had six catches for only 38 yards. Justin Watson's one catch for 67 uh, was the highest uh, or most yards receiving by a player on Saturday. So great to see. That's all I've got uh, for your 23 stats and nuggets to know. It's been about two minutes. If anybody's got any questions, anybody's got any comments, I'm going to bring those up now. Uh, as again, I'm hanging out and doing this uh, producing and hosting uh, myself. Again, appreciate you for spending part of your day with us. or part of your night with us, I should say, here on this Sunday night. Um, shout out to my sister. It's her uh, birthday. I won't say what what number, but happy birthday, Jen. Went out to lunch earlier today. Hopefully you guys all had uh, a nice little Sunday uh, without any Chiefs football today, watching the rest of the games across the league. But again, appreciate everybody for hanging out. I'm um, looking at a comment from uh, Marshall Whitworth. Here's one right here that it would be fun to see what Pacheco could do next year as a full-time starter. Every game easily would have had, had over a thousand yards if he weren't behind Clyde Edwards, Elaire to start the season. Yes, I agree with that. And I also think it's interesting that Brett Veach had told us, uh, before the draft that there was a thousand yard rusher that was going to be drafted in the seventh round. I brought it up a lot. Cause I really want to know if he was talking about Isaiah Pacheco uh, at this point, I'll probably say uh, that he was, but uh, a good one. Uh, let me know if you have any other questions or comments again, but appreciate all of you for hanging out. And uh, again, spending part of your night with us here at KC sports network on the old YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, we'll have the live lab will be Monday night at 8 PM with Craig Stout uh kent swanson and maddie lane breaking down their thoughts on this one and uh, we'll have a few extra days to break down not just this past game but kind of the whole season uh and get ready for wild card weekend where chiefs can just kind of relax hopefully frank clark um with the groin injury that he has hopefully it's not too serious and um that he'll be all right going to this one well i'm sure we'll have 
maybe I should say, I'm sure we'll have, we might get more uh, injury information or uh, likely not going to be till the middle of the next week on Wednesday when they get back to practice uh, that we hear any kind of update on how Frank Clark is doing, but uh, we'll end it right there. We appreciate again, everybody for hanging out and appreciate you for listening to this uh, again. I appreciate Casey strength and conditioning for being the presenting sponsor of this show. And if you're in Kansas city and you know, anybody again, ages eight to 18 uh, to play baseball or softball, and they want some advanced training, go see my guy, John Renzi at Casey strength and conditioning. I've known John since we were in high school. We played be- baseball together uh, throughout high school on our traveling team. And he's always been a guy uh, that's been a thought leader um, as far as what a body needs to maximize his performance out on the field. He's always been that kind of guy. So anyway, appreciate everybody for hanging out. And we will see you all next time. Appreciate all your support. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.